Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Believe in K-Pop podcast. I am Emily Heidel, and I will be your host throughout this entire journey. Um, that song you just heard was called Change Up, and it was from Seventeen's SVT leader subunit. Um, if you are new to K-pop and you're like, what in the devil is an SVT leader subgroup and what is a 17? Don't worry. We will get to talking about those things and I will explain them later on. But I'm actually glad if you're here and you don't know what K-pop is because um, K-pop is a beautiful thing. And um, I think everyone should start to realize that even though it might not be the, you know, industry or interest for you, it could be. So thank you for coming in and thank you for wanting to listen. And to the K-pop fans here who are listening, what's good? Annyeonghaseyo. I'm not going to be a Koreaboo. I promise. Oh my goodness. Uh, and yeah, I will define Koreaboo later on, but that's not going to be me. All right. But thank you guys for coming in to listen to this podcast. Um, I, I guess I should give a little bit of a background on myself so that you can, you know, trust me and build trust or whatever you want to do with that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give a little bit of a, you know, background on myself before we continue with the podcast. And it'll also just shine a light on why I wanted to do this. But uh I am Emily Heidel. Like I said, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I, and for the most of my life, I have been involved in sports, whether it was because of my family's background or it was because I went to Michigan, a huge sports school, and I started a uh, an all all women sports podcast network, not podcast network, an all women sports show on School TV's network called Wolverine Women. I also. Uh, worked for the Michigan baseball team, the Michigan football team, and the Big Ten Network, and I had sports internships every single summer. And um, then, fortunately, I had the opportunity to move out here to L.A. because the Los Angeles Dodgers offered me a job as their in-game host. And then I am also still working there, and eventually I came uh, in about September. I started working for UCLA Athletics as the in-game host for their football team and their men's and women's basketball team. So I have been very involved in sports for a lot of my time and um, on this earth. But uh, last year, and I I just want to stop everyone who's also like, oh, God, she's about to say she... (laughs) She's only been a fan for a year. Yes, I've been a fan for a year, but let me tell you, um, it has been a long year, and I have done my research, I promise, okay? Um, But last year, I found out about the group BTS. BTS is uh, a seven-member boy group for people who don't know, and they are arguably the biggest K-pop group in the world. And I'm going to just also say maybe the biggest boy band. They are the biggest boy band in the entire world right now. So uh, I found out about BTS and uh, they taught me a lot about myself. Um, And eventually, you know, when I moved out here, it was a very stressful time. And for a bit of time, I only really looked forward to watching their videos and listening to their music because I was, like I said, stressed out and that kind of stuff calmed me down and um, I enjoyed it a lot. So in essence, and also listening to them, I became involved with the fans, which is ARMY. And through becoming uh, 
a fan and, you know, interacting with the other fans, I, uh, you know, when you go to K-pop events, uh, you don't normally just show up when the doors open uh, because you want to actually be very close to your idol or your group, right? And so that means you show up a few hours before, the day before, or three days before. So that means you're waiting in line with a bunch of other K-pop fans or ARMY, whoever it is, and you are either on Twitter or you're conversating. And I'm a nosy person, so (laughs) I am conversating with these other fans. And I'm also interviewing them because I do hold another medium that is dedicated to documenting what these fans are doing, specifically ARMY. So uh, I'm documenting and I'm talking to these fans and I'm just asking them questions. And I I found out that K-pop fans are very funny, extremely funny. And uh, so through, you know, being with these fans um, all the time for hours, maybe even days on end, I'm not going to expose myself, but, um, you know, they have such a funny voice and a unique voice, but unfortunately, I feel like that's only showcased through the 160 characters on Twitter or the long paragraphs on Reddit, you know, and I feel like I want to hear that voice, you know, and I want to hear it um, all the time, and I don't want to he- just hear it from ARMY. I want to hear it, and I want to learn as much as I can from these other groups as well. So after about three months straight of just hanging out with ARMY, I eventually started working for Choice Music, which is a K-pop store here in L.A. And uh, yeah, so in doing that, I'm not just hanging out with BTS ARMY. And I'm learning about all these other groups, Red Velvet, uh, GOT7, you know, Oh My Girl, whoever it is. I'm learning about these other groups and I'm also interacting with their fans as well. And again, same thing. Very funny. And uh, eventually it came to the point where I was like, I just want to hear. I want to hear these fans say whatever they have to say. I, I thoroughly enjoy listening and observing other people. So, um, yeah, that was the catalyst for this podcast. This podcast isn't to break down the concepts that GOT7 has in their Flight Log trilogy. Um, it's not for that. And shout out to the podcast that I listened to that have taught me so much about K-pop in the last five months. Actually, last year or so, um, K-pop cast, K-pop Unmuted, and the first time with BTS, those they they really go in depth with these concepts and if you want to learn more about k-pop and you know kind of know the ins and outs of each group please listen to them because they do a great job of breaking it all down for you but um that's not what i'm going to be doing here i want to get a little bit gritty and because we're going to have straight up fans i don't care if you're a youtuber i don't care if you're a dancer i don't even care if you have 10 followers if you have a viewpoint and you have an opinion on solo stands and why you might be one why you might not like them um and for people who don't know what a solo stand is it's someone who just likes one member of a group and doesn't care about the rest um and or if you want to talk about fanfics and you want to say you know why you like reading fanfics and for people you know fanfiction is you know it's used across the world but and it's used for shipping shipping means like putting together specific people and uh some people ship actual members of the same group that are likely the same sex. And so I can get a little bit raunchy and uh, we won't be getting super detailed, I promise. But I want to indulge the K-pop fan. I want to indulge the people who might be interested in hearing and learning more about it. So uh, the only way to do that really is to have the fans themselves on the podcast because they are the ones that are passionate and spending so much time doing and researching and learning and loving their groups. So uh, that's what this podcast is about. In the description, I will put the K-pop events that are happening in the U.S. that week, uh, specifically in L.A. for people that want to uh, maybe check those out, check those groups out, and then possibly go see them because, you know, I also want to publicize as many groups and things happening as possible so that the word can get spread around as well. This 
particular first episode I thought was a good idea to have on a friend of mine whom I met in line waiting for BTS. Um, And we talk about how the K-pop fan has a relationship with U.S. media now. And uh, and it can be a good or bad thing, but uh, a lot of the times you'll hear what we have to say. Um, it it kind of skews bad, which is unfortunate. And then the other guests that I'm having on are two guests from Choice Music, the brothers Stephen and Philip Suh, and we will be talking about their fanboy moments as well. So I hope you enjoy this, and um, I hope that you you know, believe in K-pop. And if you're a fan, please reach out to me and DM me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L because I will certainly have you on, like I said, if you have a viewpoint or something that you want to talk about because everyone's opinion is valued and necessary here if if it's not negative. Anyway, so also I just want to say that audio might not be the best in these interviews because we were in two different locations, but it is listenable and it's not super staticky, but it will continue to get better. All right. Enjoy. What's up, guys? We are back, and uh, we have our first guest on. I don't know if you want me to say your last name. Yeah, don't. Don't. (laughs) But I go by Nikki D. Nikki D. That's a sick name. That's like a a sick DJ DJ name. There you go. Yeah, so Nikki D is on. This is funny to say. Um, And as I mentioned in the intro, this is a podcast dedicated to talking to fans um, about you know, things where we can break down, you know, certain concepts, but we also want to talk about things that are outside of the concept. We want to talk about the media that's surrounding K-pop. We also Mm -hmm. want to talk about maybe fangirly things, Mm -hmm. which we eventually can too. But this episode is um, clearly, because I kind of emphasize it, it's going to be about the media. And um, for people who aren't, you know, I guess, K-pop experts or even K-pop casual fans, you this will be an easy episode for you to follow along because it'll bring up mediums that you know of um, and just easy terms that you won't have to get confused by. So um, yeah, Nikki D, the reason why she's on is because she's been an OG K-pop stan since 2004. Um, she started off as a YG stan, and for people who don't know who YG is, YG is a company, um, one of the big three K-pop labels. Um, so she started as, started out as a YG stan, mixed with a little bit of J-pop and J-rock. Then she moved on to being a Cassie, Cassie? Yes, Cassie. A Cassie, which is short for Cassiopeia, which is in the DBSK hashtag, not hashtag, slash, TVXQ fandom, um, TVXQ slash DVSK is a male group that is within another one of the big three labels called SM Entertainment. And then she transferred to being an XOL. EXO is how you spell it. Um, so XOL, and that's the group is named XO. Um, she specifically liked the Mandarin group. Yes. And then from there, she transferred, transferred. She segued into being <laughs> an Agase, which is a fan of the seven member boy group, which is in the other and the last of the three big three labels called JYP. Mm-hmm. Um, Agase is the Korean fast way of saying, I got seven. Um, so that was her fandom. And then now she is an army. Yeah. For the army that are listening, she's a Jimin stan. Yes. Yes. And she loves Jimin. Very much so. I just wanted to say also Mm. out there to any TVXQ fans who are listening, I, this might be an unpopular onion, but, um, (laughs) Triangle's their best album. Okay. Thank you. So because, you know, you've been in the Mm K-pop, you know, worlds for the past 14 years, I feel like you have a lot of 
perspective on a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but specifically, like I said, what we're going to talk about um, is K-pop's rise here in the U.S. Um, Right. Would you you agree that you have a a well-rounded perspective, especially now that, you know, now it's coming to a rise here that's been a long time coming you know sometimes <clears throat> oh my goodness i'm sorry i, I had some pickles before now that <laughs> in my throat, in throat. <clears throat> um you know sometimes i try to think about like <laughs> whenever i see bts on on tv i imagine myself as being 14 again and like imagining what it would be like to see dbsk on tv and i'm just like oh my god i would shit myself and it's just like <laughs> i to this day i'm still shocked every time I see them. I can't believe it. Really? I can't believe it's really happening. Yeah, it's so weird. Did you okay, but like out of every other I'm just curious, out of every other K pop group mm-hmm. that you like, does it make sense why BTS was the one to take off? Um yeah. Uh it well it makes sense in that BTS was there at the right time with all the right things. Uh... Because to be honest, you know, there have been several attempts to get into the US market before. Right. You know, starting with Rain, um, and then Seven and then Boa. And you mm-hmm. know, I don't know, you know Miss A? Yeah. Tried to also debut with G Soul. This is okay. in maybe two thousand eight. Oh. And she was known as Lil John's quote unquote protege. What? Yeah. So a lot of people have tried it. And you know, um why did it fail? Wonder Girls, I know they have. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I almost <laughs> Sorry, forgot about them. So no bad. offense. I really loved Wonder Girls, too. Um, Sunmi, what's up? Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't hit because I feel like whenever they attempt to come crossover, there's like, it, it seems disingenuous. Okay. It's like trying a little bit too hard. It's not being what it is. Okay. Because Wonder Girls came over here because nobody was a thing. And they were like, well, if it's hidden, let's go see what happens when we go over there. And no. Yeah. That was that one track. Yeah, they performed that for like a year and a half. Mm. Yeah. If anyone is like, who is Wonder Girls? They, I think they're, they had a Nickelodeon movie and they also went on a tour with the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Most notably. I did see them in concert. Um, Oh, you like I I saw it was Joe Bros. Yeah. I have gone the K-pop, or not K-pop, but the fandom band, like Gambit, like Directioner. Sorry. Um, I know a lot of people are sensitive about that. Really? Army. Oh, yeah. A lot of ARMY are like, well, I don't know. They compare One Direction and BTS a lot. I'm just, Why? I don't know. Is I, One Direction Korean? <laughs> oh, my God. Is Zane Korean and I didn't know? Maybe, you know? <laughs> British Korean accents. No, yeah. I, I know. It's it's um, one of the many things that ARMY sometimes criticizes. Okay. Well, yeah, you know? but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still shocked every time. I It's, uh, I don't know. It's weird. But... No, it's fine. It's just it's weird. I yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and since they've been on these, you know, TV shows, it's been mm-hmm. like, you know, the TV shows are there to give them promotions. But mm-hmm. one weird and not, I guess it's not weird because now it's just commonplace that I'm starting to see um, is that, you know, people will have BTS on because they're this talented group, but they will also, when BTS is nowhere to be found, and obviously there's news all the time happening on BTS, right. but at this point it's gotten to where mediums, very reputable, you know, I guess notable mediums are using BTS for these clicks. And to the point where it's like, even regular people now have caught up on it and are hashtagging BTS. And I'm like, I, just, like, I've, I know people that are hashtagged. I've never seen BTS like behind the scenes hashtagged as much as I do now. And I know it's like, 
sometimes I get it. I'm like, all right, yeah, hashtag things. But mm-hmm. if you're a fan of BTS, are you really going to click on someone random person's photo? And like at this point, I feel like ARMY have caught up to it. But like, and this is a long tangent, but no, it's okay. before we came here, I was meeting with two hosts that I won't mention the like medium that they work for, but mm-hmm. they essentially told me, and they both know I'm a BTS K-pop fan. They were like, it has become a, a commonplace within our workplace and a bunch of entertainment workplaces that people fight over K-pop stories because they know now. It doesn't matter if you know what you're really talking about. You just got to get the little tidbits. If you talk about a K-pop group or specifically BTS, that will bring your followers up. That will bring your retweets up, your mentions, whatever it is. And it's literally a formula now. People will fight for the K-pop pieces. And when I heard that, I was, and I have a whole list of things here of, you know, different mediums Mm -hmm. doing certain things to get these clicks. But I was actually like appalled because I didn't realize it was like, like that. Mm. Did you like, is that any, any sort of way disheartening or surprising to you? Um, like it's surprising just because it's like, wow, it's finally happening. But uh, disheartening, I can't even say that. I just feel like disappointed, but not surprised. Okay. Um, mostly I feel kind of disgusted by it. Because there are so many people who have been writing about K-pop for so long who actually know what they're talking about, and they will never get that platform because they're not, I don't know, already working for the system. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because I also have written freelance and interviewed freelance for other K-pop websites, and it's just like, uh, as far as I know, none of those people are working, you know, for the general market either or getting called out by these people, so I just feel like... Why is that, do you think? Why? Well, I don't know. You know, a lot of these writers, they tend to be uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. You know, and we started young also. Uh, I don't know. Credentials. Okay. Connections. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And just in general, you know, the, the lack of interest by these huge or other media portals to actually know what the hell they're talking about. So I've talked to some fans about this specifically. I mean, my my gauge is usually through ARMY. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've asked them, like, we know that such and such media, medium, notoriously uses BTS or K-pop for notoriety and clicks and whatever it is. Right. Why do we continue to enable that? Why do we continue to retweet? Why do we continue to favorite? Like, even, even on E! News, mm-hmm. uh, the, before the new year, on their daily pop show, they were like, who do you think is the you know, the fandom movement of the year. And they were like, oh, it's of course going to be the Barbies. It's going to be the Nick Cardi B fans, whatever. And they're like, nope, it's BTS Army. And people are like, wait, what? And the lead host was like, honestly, just hashtag BTS and tag BTS or say anything positive about them. Exactly what I said before. Mm-hmm. Your mentions, your engagements will go up. Right. And I was just like, she literally just said that. Yeah. Like, is, do you think, do you expect a change? I, to be honest, I feel like fandom is at this point where they're like, okay, even if this person is just faking, if if we can get them to like at least see BTS in a positive light, then their job is done. But you know, since I'm just so old, I think <laughs> I think we need to focus our efforts on other things. Right. I yeah. Agree. Because you know, this has been happening. What the random white boy of the week saying BTS sucks and then the next post is oh my god no they don't just kidding also listen to my SoundCloud like how many times do I need to see this post over and over and over again yeah that's true and and I don't know maybe at some point and I hope at some point they I mean you have people like 
Tamara and Jeff, mm-hmm. um, who are writing for Billboard. But and even even and we'll touch on this later. But I feel like Ellie Lee with iHeartRadio, Chelsea Briggs as well mm-hmm. are pretty good about not showcasing that they're just doing it for clicks. Like right. They just they are genuinely interested and mm-hmm. don't really care for that. They don't need the social media following because they're okay with what they're right. doing. But um, for the other people who are trying to be on the come up and are clearly anyway. Just going to stop now. But a couple, I want to just spotlight, even though a lot of people since in the last year um, having NCT, I mean, you can just tell everyone's Mm -hmm. doing way bigger interviews than what they previously had before since Mm -hmm. BTS has come come along. And a lot of fans have accused some of these groups, whatever level they're at, as they're riding the coattails of BTS. I've seen that. Would you agree? I, I feel like riding on the coattails is such a negative term. Mm-hmm. I feel like up to a certain point, BTS would be like, that's just rude also. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're like expecting anything by having them on bigger shows. Does that make sense? Like what, it, what do fans think mm-hmm. BTS want out of all this? It's not to have these groups grovel and be like, wow, our, our lords are saviors. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I because see. I think when, when people make that <clears throat> when people make that criticism, they like want these bands to acknowledge BTS's superiority. I feel like a lot of these fans okay. when they say, Oh yeah, they're just riding on BTS's yeah. coattails, I think that's just like an asshole fan okay. perspective. BTS has opened the door. That's yeah. What what else do you expect to happen now? Like, yeah. What do you, that's okay. That's allowed. They did that. Okay. So, but a lot of fans' arguments are that like, well, these these companies that are that are notorious for like cutting or you know cutting down BTS in whatever way they can or criticizing them is now like that's what they, like they're writing. Oh, on you their- mean like specifically SM. Yes. Or YG. Yes. Oh, right. Well, this is business. What mm. what what do they want to happen? All right. I don't I like I don't even I don't know what to say about it. Big Bang paved the way for BTS. Right. I was talking with someone <laughs> and we'll do it in the next interview, but sure. um the the two right. brothers from Choice or one of them specifically was saying like even though BTS is at this level, like there had there were a lot of people that put that put BTS in the place that they can be in right right now. Yeah, which is why I was saying earlier, BTS had the right things at the right time. Right. Okay. Right. You're right. And... Monster X did their thing, though. Monster X. Monster... Yes. Okay, I'm freaking sorry. NCT and Monster X, they really did the whole media push. Yeah, they really did. Mm So maybe... So those are the two others than just BTS. Just to touch on that lifestyle part, mm-hmm. um, we didn't mention how me and Nikki met and how we <laughs> reconnected, but um, we mentioned it in the last recording, but I just want to touch on that really quickly. We met, um, uh, I had arrived at 4 a.m. in the morning. She got there around 6. Yeah. Um, and the Warner Brothers garage waiting to maybe hope that we would see BTS in some right. way because we weren't guaranteed a ticket. We were standby. And so right. we waited for, I want to say, like six plus hours to, no, no seven. At least seven, seven or eight. Seven or eight. we watched it, like, saw them at three. Yeah. But I want to ask you a question. Why yeah. did you approach me? Was it because I had a mask on? Oh, you sure did. I literally <gasps> was doing a face mask. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I forgot about yeah. that. Wow. Okay, so it was 4 a.m. and I was like, 
That whole week, whenever they're here, and we were talked about it before, whenever yeah. they're here, you just like, God, just just leave because yes. I don't sleep. Right. And when I, yeah, typing's like, yes, I agree, yeah. army, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I was interviewing different people, like walking around, and uh, I saw you. You had like, you had your like Jimin headband right. on. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Oh, you hadn't had it on. You didn't have it on yet. Oh, but like, okay. I think, I don't know, it was before or after you had the mask on. But you definitely had like you wear like every time I see you, you have like an you have like an outfit on every time I see you. Like a, there's like a fit. It's a fit. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, oh, she sounds fun. And then I walked up and I was like, can I interview you? And you like were like, well, first I gotta put my face on. And you did. You sure did do a full on face. Mask. Yeah. I wanted to use the hydrogel. I hadn't used it for a while, so I was like, okay, let's see how good this really is. Let's see if I can get into this recording on my pure skin alone. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, I'm going to take it for the team. Yeah, it was me. It was all me. Thank it you, was. Hydrogel. It was. It was all. And I mean, and mm-hmm. then you were like, and I came back. I came back. I think I came around like a couple of times and you were like, I still have to put my face on. Yeah. Like, ready all right. Yet. That's fine. I was super scared though because I was like, oh, they're going to say like, let's come in and I'm not going to be able to get an interview with her. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, don't worry. Like it's, I remember you telling me you were like, don't don't worry. You'll want to see me with my face on because it's like a whole look. And you like brought out your gym and headband. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a look. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was how I entered. Yeah, and so we met through that. Wow, I completely forgot about the face mask. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And- I remember I was like, no, you know why? The reason I asked was because you said you were you were with media, and I was like, oh my god. No. Wait, did I really see? You, not necessarily, but you oh, had yeah. said that you were like part of something, and I was like, oh my god, because I, I kind of feel like it's. <laughs> like practice to like not want to be in interviews because everyone is going to see who you are. It's practice to not want yeah, to be. Yeah, it's yeah, like you don't want people to know like <laughs> that you specifically were there usually. Oh, oh, I see. I because see. you could for whatever not that I'm doing anything shady. It's just uh-huh. that you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to be misconstrued in some way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I see what you mean. We made a sound clip side sound bite of Oh, so you were like also preparing, like okay. Yeah, I was like, well, let me at least look, or like I was like, let me at least look good while I'm Uh saying this. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was also yeah. I mean, you want to look good for BTS as well. (laughs) (laughs) That too. The point two seconds, Um, but yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, that point two seconds also led to like an entire room in the back of Ellen's studio crying their like eyes out. I really felt so bad for them. Well, not bad. I really wanted to feel what they were feeling. I I started, I'll be honest, I kind of teared up for like a half second, not because of them, but I was just like overwhelmed by all the the emotion after everyone. Yes. There was a girl, and this is just a little side note. There was a girl, this was her first time seeing BTS, and I guess she'd stand them since 2013. Oh my God. Uh Right? And that was the first time she saw them. And she was on the ground like in a like you know when like the praising position oh yeah like mm-hmm. she was in that position bawling her eyes out and I had to, I was like are you okay and she was like honestly like they saved my life like I listened to 4 oh a.m da, da, da. it was all the stuff I was like holy shit am I in this am I in the right room like uh-huh. what is going right. anyway so yeah that was the effect of that point two seconds of mm-hmm. them just making an LA sign at us and then blowing yeah. a kiss yeah um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, but then the second time we saw each other was waiting 
overnight yep. to see BTS again. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like you said, it mm-hmm. does turn into a lifestyle. Yeah. That's that's the lifestyle that you're, I never thought I would ever in my life camp out for anything. Right. And it's happened way too many times so far. Right. So there you go. Thank I you, know, BTS. Right? You've made me a Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to mention, yeah, um, yeah. V doesn't collect animals. He only has what he he like maybe had a family dog and then he has one dog, right? What other animals? As in like stuffed animals? Is that what? I don't know. Like that just makes it sound like he has a problem. You know what they call it? They call it animal hoarding. Yes. Where it's like where you take care of like fifty cats even though you're not like you can't. Like what is she saying about him? Sorry, no offense. (laughs) What are you trying to say about him? Um, But thank you so much for coming on again. You know, it was fun. Yeah. yeah, and I wanted to say thank you to the both of you for taking time out of your days once again to indulge my um, my passions. So thank you guys. Chai Ping Good and luck. Nikki D. Yeah. Uh, just a little thing. She's moving to Korea um, next month. So Oh, um, yeah. Oh, that's right. I said uh, I promise not to make any YouTube videos that have Korean boyfriend in the title. <laughs> Yeah. You don't need another one of those. Yeah, no, Thank you fine. very much. That's not what I'm there for. All right. That was our interview. And on to the next one with Choice Music. All right, guys. We are back. And I am here with Steven or Steve and Philip. Choice. We out back here. with the brothers of Choice Music. Guys. Yeah, Choice Bros. <laughs> they have way more energy than me for this. Oh my god. Um, but if you don't know what Choice Music is, it's probably the most popular. It is the most popular slash successful K-pop store here in LA. Would you say it's in the country? Would you say it's one of the most... Have you researched that? We have Um, not, but we will continue to strive to be so. You know, even if we've never researched it, we'll just uh, count on you to be the reliable source. Got it. (laughs) Okay. uh, Just drop drop random statistics. Exactly. Well, I have statistics right here. So they have a very large social media presence uh, with 52.4 thousand followers on Instagram, 15.5 thousand thousand followers on twitter and over a thousand followers or subscribers on youtube as well i'm just gonna have to correct you there and say we're at 52.5 now not that it really matters but oh okay so i wrote this yesterday (laughs) i'm totally playing i'm totally totally 100 followers in a in like three days is that facts i i think we're like probably on the cusp and we're like 90 something so then there's like people no like there's like people like you know keep like unfollowing and then following the next day so we're just teetering yeah, okay. I'm just totally playing what you do. Well, no, there's there's a lot of followers just in general. That's the point. And uh, they even have their own, I'd say, fandom called Dude. Choice Gang. <laughs> Is it your... Okay, wait. Shout out to Choice Gang. Right. Yes. Shout out to Choice Gang. That means you just like choice music customers. But I remember, I think it was during the BTS concert, a girl walked in and they said that like they freaked out when they saw you guys. And they're like, I'm freaking out more than I would if I saw BTS in real life. Come Didn't that on. happen? I, I, okay. Oh, did you uh, embellish no. a little bit? I, no, no, I actually do remember that incident. But okay. her exact words were that she's freaking out as if she had just met BTS. Oh. Yeah. So she's not going to get more hype over us. I mean, even for her to put us on the same level, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's hyping us up too. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to hear. Come but there are some people that walk BTS. in and they're like, oh my God, you're here. And like they freak out. Do you feel like celebrities in that sense? I would definitely say no. Uh, I don't know. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, technically, what does a celebrity feel like? I mean, like people just like- being recognized? Is that. Well, what okay, so, like, for example, you could go to not a BTS concert, but go to, like, even a smaller, I don't know, artist, like Crush. Okay. And people will recognize you and pop up and be like, yo, what's up, da 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 I don't know. That's, 
I feel like a celebrity is just someone who's like a public figure. Like, you guys have to watch what you say sometimes, right? Right. And that's what celebrities or public figures have to do. Actually, I, I, maybe it's a bolder line between what you can categorize as a celebrity versus, um, I guess, what we are. Okay. I think a celebrity gets like, um, maybe if it's not even global recognition, they'll get recognition wherever they go. Mm, um, okay. When we're going to like concerts and stuff like that, that's specifically, um, you know, fans of the music mm -hmm. that are shopping at our store right. that just happen to recognize us because we're there at the okay. venues. Yeah. So I guess it's a little, like, it's not like we can step out into, you know, Beverly Hills or something mm. and then hop out the car and as soon as we do, like, you know, get a flock of people just, like, take trying pictures. to take pictures and whatever. I feel that. So we're just, I think we're just recognized within the people that know who we are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and off that note, I would definitely say shout out to all those people. Like, shout out to Choice Gang. Um, people do come on to, like, our posts and stuff, and they, they're saying, like, oh, Choice Gang for life, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm just more grateful that there are people that do, um, like, follow us um, in that regard um, on social media and do rep Choice. Choice Gang. Shout out to Choice Gang. <laughs> What's up, um, Choice Gang? Yeah. So given all of that, um, it seems like with that comes a lot of weight and uh, responsibility to handle as one of the few K-pop stores here in L.A., the most followed and, um, you know, people are repping y'all for life, you know, that kind of thing. Do you feel the pressure of that at all? I guess I, my personality, I'm always going to be the type of person that's not going to, like, try to candy coat anything. I'm always going to be kind of, like, um, transparent with my answers and stuff like that. So I think in terms of your question... Uh, there is a little bit of, or there was a little bit of a learning curve as far as uh, what you can say and what you can't say, mm -hmm. especially because um, I'm fairly unfiltered when it comes to um, saying whatever I want. Not that there's no thought process <laughs> behind what I say, but you know, there I have a strong urge to say whatever I want. <laughs> so I think I kind of learned that the hard way in the very beginning, mm -hmm. uh, where there probably was a better way to say things mm -hmm. so yeah there's definitely that but i don't think we're, we're like you know like walking on eggshells and nervous about what we're gonna say or anything like that yeah i would i would agree okay um you know we don't we can't go out just saying like whatever we want um but i don't know just kind of i want to say filtering i think coupling all of that together like the fact that you do have to be not careful but like just aware of all the people following you so not everyone's gonna be army not everyone's gonna be an agase not everyone's gonna be an elf like and some people are just gonna like sick k i think i'm pronouncing that right that's very true you know yeah. um and so you have to represent all of their interests you have to do all the unboxings because everyone wants to see their faves and whoever it is however small like they want to see it and you get criticized sometimes for not doing it yeah that's um an interesting point that you bring up because uh sometimes in in their eyes they see us overly or in what they think as overly promoting a certain artist but some artists you know there's like wide gaps between their releases and then there'll be a group you know like for conversation's sake let's just say like bts where you know they got summer packages they got you know seasons greetings they have like so many things that are coming out and we got to cover that mm -hmm. so um you know to the to the person that's watching it, waiting to hear us talk about their faves or hyping up their faves and all they keep getting is BTS, mm. I could see how they might be a little sensitive and being like, hey, you guys are always talking about this person. Uh, why, why don't you ever talk about who I want to hear about? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I totally get that. But we never do it 
intentionally it's more of like um like you know we're we're faced with that workload of hey we have you know we have these products we got to promote these artists mm -hmm. but like like i stated earlier some artists are pumping out products whereas some artists you know are dropping things like only once a year right. or whatever so it gets it gets tricky sometimes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think the other thing that gets tricky sometimes too is then i mean for transparency's sake it's kind of hard to keep up with all the new artists coming out so there's going to be times where we don't know as much about the artists uh compared mm -hmm. to you know who we do know so then you know we don't want to sound too much like oh yeah here's this group by the way go check them out yeah. like you know we want to actually sound like we know what we're talking about so sometimes it takes a little research takes a little like understanding who these people are in order to you know equal out that love speaking of a new artist that just came on the scene in the last five months um is 80s they just you know dropped their album two days ago but did you expect like did you see beforehand like through twitter whatever it was people being like hey watch out for 80s like they're or even youtube like 80s you need to like watch out for them they're a new rookie group that's going to be great but like you know like compared to someone like i don't want to call anyone out but like for example uh crunch like you know constantly being on social media um dealing like you know having questions coming in through the direct messages and people asking hey because we get that all the time um you know for us it's kind of like hard for us i mean as a k-pop store we try to you know learn about everybody that's up and coming but then we do get those cases where it's kind of like like it's a little bit different when you know you're older and then you know you're trying to keep up with what's going on versus when you're and this is not to like you know shade young kids at all like you know young kids have like all the time in the world to kind of like research and like oh i've known this person since like you know this show or you know they were doing dance covers and now you know like da 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 mm -hmm. so uh for me sometimes my gauge is when the dms come in and they start asking like you know even before pre-orders are available hey are you guys going to carry this album mm -hmm. which happens all the time so there was a uh you know noticeably different or noticeably high amount of people that were asking like hey is at's gonna come in is at's gonna come in at's was a i i would have to just honestly say a special case um because i've only seen this much hype for a debut group other than at's was stray kids when Stray Kids was first coming out, there was so much hype about them. And then when the album released, like, there was so much support for Stray Kids. And um, that's not to say um, other debut groups don't get that same type of support. But I think, like, as this culture is uh, gaining more and more popularity and fans, uh, we're starting to see, like, bursts of, like, you know, people, like, supporting. And, you know, I think maybe, maybe more so because we live in, like, California maybe or i don't know maybe i just or maybe it's just like the type of people that we're around but there is definitely um a fan mentality here where it's like yeah i knew them before like anybody even like yeah i i, I don't know if i want to call it elitist but there definitely is like this like yeah i like them and then sometimes they kind of like stop liking them once they get too popular because then their uh target is to like support artists before people find out about them mm -hmm, yeah so yeah like there's, it's definitely changed a lot over time. So, speaking of popularity, um, clearly, like you just said, K-pop in the last year has really, really blown up. And, you know, as a BTS army or whatever, they saw the difference <laughs> from the beginning to now. I can even, even though I'm super new, I can see the difference. Um, for all you listeners, yeah, me and Emily, we were talking in the back. We were talking about a bunch of things, and we were like, mm -hmm. oh, we should have saved that for the podcast. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, basically what I was saying, um, people liking a group 
before they actually blow up and then kind of losing that interest after they're like at a certain amount of popularity. And I feel like K-pop right now, it's like a perfect wave of people that have come like the Big Bangs and, and Girls Generation, Wonder Girls that were here before to kind of create this opportunity for this next generation of K-pop. So now you're seeing like Blackpink at Coachella, mm -hmm. um, you know, BTS World Tours and all this stuff. And, you know, concerts are coming around like very often now, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, not that that wasn't happening before, but that's just the one thing that I'm I don't want to happen. Obviously, we have a K-pop store, but mm -hmm. um, for that reason, but you know, I just don't want it to become too mainstream, and then have it be something where it's like, oh yeah, you know, K-pop. Uh, we already kind of saw all of that. We saw everything that we needed to do with that. Um, so I mean, I, that's what I don't want to happen because you know, K-pop in and of itself, before it was like blowing up, it was its own like you know it was still popping like mm -hmm. back when big bang like i said girls generation 2 p.m 2 a.m miss a like these groups like it was what it is now it's just now becoming more popular people out mm -hmm. here are starting to take notice of them and they're trying to bring them over here i just don't want it to be like a fad and then just be like okay we're done with that and not appreciate k-pop for mm -hmm. what it actually is because they if you listen to the music if you listen if you see the videos everything the quality the production value everything is like top notch so it's like there is a lot of effort and you know blood sweat and tears behind all of this so mm -hmm. i just want them to uh, <laughs> bless yeah. Sweat and tears, yeah. uh you know i just don't want it to be like a fat thing within you know just like in and out of k-pop one of these days we are definitely going to do a vlog where we go to um our store because we have a storage unit and I'm sure that like my old collection of albums is in there. Oh, I, co I collected albums just like y'all, just like all y'all choice gang. Uh, we have our collection too. And then you'll see that like, you know, we're not. <laughs> like, that, and, hey, that collection was pretty nice though. It was yeah. pretty in, yeah, in depth. Okay. So speaking of the collection that you used to really be dedicated to, who do you collect, quote unquote, collect now? Who is your, who are your favorite groups? Boy and girl. Now, like presently? Presently. Presently, man, I've naturally been drawn to like YG groups. Um, it for me, it just kind of started with Big Bang and like their influence. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I can't really say that I have like a favorite group, but um, you know, um, musically like Icon's pretty dope, Winner's pretty dope, um, Monster X is pretty dope. I know they're not YG, um, but yeah, just like there is for me right now, especially right now because. Uh, after what my brother was touching up on after the second generation wave for me like all these new groups came in and i was like whoa 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 like who are all these guys so mm -hmm. um i just kind of have like a, a broad understanding or broad like knowledge of all these different groups so mm -hmm. you know i could listen to a got seven track and be like oh this is good music um it's it's more so like that it's not really a group it's yeah. more about like pentagon's uh shine mm -hmm. yeah that's a good song right that there you know so yeah, yeah so i'm more of like a but yeah, if i had yeah. to pick Guy group, uh, girl. Can it? Can I do girl group? Yes. Yeah. Uh, girl group. Top three. Uh, Blackpink. Uh, Twice. Mm -hmm. Red Velvet. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I could say I collect physical albums anymore. Uh, but when it comes to probably Dude, you got that Twice album last week. <laughs> 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 um, when it comes to um like digital and downloaded content, I definitely do have every BTS album that's came out. Every Twice album, Day Six. Uh, I have a couple God Seven, Monster X, Shiny. Like, it's all spread out, Red Velvet, like Mama Moo, all that. But actual physical albums, I actually do have every DPR live album that's came out. Uh, was fortunate enough to have a Choice Gang donate 
their um, meet and greet with him so then mm. that I can have that opportunity to meet Sick. him what was that and like? get the album signed. You know what? To be honest with you, uh, we so I don't think people know this too, but we actually have a Twitter team. It's not just one person that's tweeting on Twitter. And she actually tweeted a really funny um, like meme of like, what the high touch experience is like. So for DPR, they were really rushing everybody. Like it was like, you know, people were trying to get, you know, like DPR, like you could tell him as an artist, he was trying to like show love to every single person. Mm -hmm. Like every girl was getting hugs, you know, every dude was getting dabs, you know, it was like really cool. But uh, see the thing for me was the girl in front of me kept saying, I have a Sharpie. I'm definitely like, you know, I'm definitely gonna get my album signed by him. And then I was being desperate because then I didn't want, I, you know, like I already knew what they were going to do is if like she was going to pass her Sharpie to me, they were probably going to be like, no, 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 stop. Right. So I had to have my own Sharpie. Fortunately for me, uh, shout out to um, Alicia. Alicia saved What's me. What's up, Alicia? Yeah, she came with the Sharpie and um, I was able to get the album signed for man he was super cool like um i i actually had like a fanboy moment with him no yeah like face to face i looked deep into his eyes like dead in the eyes and i was like hey bro i'm a huge fan like you make great music like keep it going and i think he was just kind of shook like okay like he's a grown-ass dude yeah and I just kind of whipped out the Sharpie, and then I was like, hey, can you sign this? And I did get the dude come and grab, like, he tried to grab my my arm, kind of like my wrist area. Mm. And then, but DPR snatched the album and the Sharpie, yeah, and he just hit it up That's real super quick. Cool, man. Yeah, that which is, is super yeah. dope, because, you know, like, their handlers, like, sometimes you see the artist kind of just going along with whatever their handlers are saying. But in this case, you know, he went rogue and just decided to sign the album. Mm-hmm. So now I got that framed in my room no i don't got a frame this is like in a little plastic because i don't want the signature to get up messed up but right. yeah i do have every dpr live album that's came out i do have off on off's gold album because i think that's like a super classic um dean and oh dean. so yeah so i have i have oh, I, I guess i turn into more of like a solo artist stan okay. but oh, yeah, yeah definitely have every dean i mean D- dean only has one album so I have every Dean album and then I have every Hayes album also. So Hayes. Okay, yeah, see yeah. this is what I'm talking about. There's like uh, they all make good music. They all it all I don't know, I can't really pick one. Yeah. Jay Park. Jay Park has some good music. Mm-hmm. Not some. He has Jay good Park music. has great music. Yeah, he has yeah. great music. I, I like that like uh he kinda got that like Chris Brown kind of feel. I, I like that. The one person that you or one group you didn't mention that mm-hmm. I know is your favorite girl group. You told oh, me last week was Blackpink. Blackpink, yeah, You're... yeah. I have, yeah, I have all their digital albums too. Um, okay. It's just, it's just, I, I, yeah, like I, I can't go, like I don't know if we, if we're really gonna do, okay, Icon, I got Straight Kids, I got NCT. No, see, yeah. that's what I'm talking NCT. about. You could go through everything. They yeah. are everyone, you know, they, all the groups. Hey, yeah. but NCT though, Pentagon. <laughs> you know, we be bopping to Ten Pentagon Seventeen. Mm-hmm. 17, especially 17's hip-hop unit, um, dude, every time they release something on SoundCloud, I get super hyped about it. So, yeah, the love is spread, but it's just, we just probably not collecting the albums as much anymore, yeah. Yeah, my brother actually put me onto Pentagon Shine. Uh, We were at KCON this past 2018 Mm -hmm. KCON, Mm -hmm. and he was like, yo, listen to this song, this song's good. 
um, and I heard it the night before, and I was like, that song was stuck in my brain. So I think we had gone to uh, the con- there was a two day concert or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We went to the concert, and Pentagon was performing the next day, mm-hmm. and then oh no, that's what happened. He put the song on as we were driving home, right? Yeah. And from L.A. to where we live, which is about, it's like the San Gabriel area. It was on repeat. I see. The whole way. The whole way. And it was like. That's a 30-minute drive. Yeah. And every single time it came on, like on repeat, we were listening to it like it was the first time. We were, yeah. No, the funny thing about that is uh, I could, I'm like one of those guys. Like if I'm showing you like a meme or a video on Instagram, like I'm dead watching your reaction like that that's where i get the kick out of everything yo so, and i'll say that my brother's the type of person he'll always be like hey you gotta watch this like you know when yeah, you're just like yeah. chilling, very, he'll just come up to you yeah. and be like yo you gotta watch this so that's kind of how it was with the pentagon song too he was like yo you gotta listen to this song and i begrudgingly was just like man yeah and then what my fa- my facial expression changed no and he was gradually like dude he was <laughs> gradually like yo what <laughs> and then we'll get like one minute and three like it'll be like you know the front the, it'll be like the first 16 or like whatever it is and then it'll go to the chorus and it'll always be right after the chorus like, hey, i'm gonna start it over again dude no, but it, it's the beginning when he's like when he clears his throat and he's like <clears throat> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah he's like oh shoot that's yeah. why dude yo Hey, but if we're still talking about groups, Stan Luna. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, Stan Newest. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I want to ask, what are your plans for the YouTube channel in 2019? That's the last question. You know, I'm constantly trying to, because uh, it, it's it's a discipline, honestly, more mm-hmm. so than anything. Like, it's a discipline to get go through the footage, edit all of it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, I do want to apologize. Surprisingly, there's a good number of people that watch our stuff mm-hmm. and, like, They'll come up and be like, yo, so when's the next vlog? They'll make vlog references. And it really throws me off because I feel like nobody really watches and enjoys it. I'm just kind of like putting it up there. I think it's funny. I, no, we, it is. I always run it by Steve. Steve watches it and then he'll give me like the nod or, hey, take this part out or put mm-hmm. this part in or whatever. Um, but the plan is, to answer the question, the plan is I do want to try to drop like two video, like at least a video every two weeks. Um, which means that the editing needs to be faster and then the content needs to be um, like more like constant, more yeah. fluid all the time. Um, but that is the goal. I mean, it's for, for us, it's never been about like pushing content and getting subscribers. Like we just put it up to continue to help build the brand. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Then why do you hit every video with like and subscribe, <laughs> bro? <laughs> hey, dude. Dude, I don't know. When, you, when the camera's on you, all of a sudden, when you have to wrap up the video, you've seen everyone do the vlog That's thing. That's true. Yeah. So then by, by default, I'm just like, hey, like and subscribe, comment what you want to see down below, and we'll catch you in the next video. Peace. Like, it's always like that. But, you know, my brother's always saying, hey, let's not try to be like everybody else and take that stuff out. So, yeah, I'll try to take it out. But anyway, the goal is to tr- just try to produce content, like good content. You know, we go to concerts, and I've been wanting to do like... um sit down stuff mm-hmm. like where we could just chat like kind of like a podcast get to know the staff um maybe yeah you know get to know phil and steve like yeah. we don't really we haven't really sh- shared like our background like us talking about our old school k-pop stuff mm-hmm. i don't know there's a lot of ideas um but hopefully we could get it popping you know like i i get into like brother mode sometimes and i know there's like running jokes with choice gang because um the vlogs steve? were kind of spaced out for a little while so then we do get this like um running joke like you know like recently when we did the whole secret santa uh gift exchange thing and then we were like oh you got to turn into the vlog to find out what uh i got becky 
the running joke was, oh, so we got to wait till next year to just Dang. to find out what Becky got. <laughs> but in Phil's defense, though, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the guy's work ethic. I've seen him, uh, you know, dude, oh, seriously. Thanks, y'all don't understand, like, some days, like, I'll, like, you know, because we live in the same place. So sometimes when the hours get late, I'm like, yo, where is this dude? Then I'm like, you know, like subconsciously wondering like what the heck is he doing at this time Mm -hmm. but it turns out like you know i'll see him like you know the next day and then he'll be like all kind of like looking you know like he hadn't really slept that good and he'll Mm -hmm. he'll straight up say like yo i pulled an all-nighter so i can get these videos out so the work ethic itself is not bad i think it's just you know like i don't think choice gang realizes how much workload Mm -hmm. uh both me and him do um aside from you know me me being associated with Instagram and Phil being associated with YouTube. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot that we do to keep it going. Yeah. And that's not like, you know, to make an excuse or anything. It's just, um, you know, we're trying to we're trying to get to the level where we have the right team around us to kind of uh, take over some responsibilities. And then then we can, you know, do more. But yeah, what we want to do. I will say off this YouTube thing, like newfound respect to daily vloggers mm-hmm. um just people that are constantly putting up content like weekly mm-hmm. twice a week i mean dude it takes so much commitment it takes mm-hmm. so much just like brain power discipline just to get through that put it up and be on this schedule i mean it's a lot of work and i i have like a newfound respect now, you don't really know unless you actually do it so yeah we're gonna try to release a video uh more frequently i don't want to uh make any promises but like maybe one every two weeks uh that's the goal all right y'all heard it first <laughs> you guys hold him to that's that, the man. goal one we'll see what happens two weeks well i yeah i'll hold you to it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 we'll yeah. try we'll try i do need to release some stuff anyway yeah. no you'll do it and it'll be great um thank you. but thank you guys for coming on this was extremely entertaining um i hope each guest is as entertaining and passionate and funny as you guys yo so this is you. our first podcast um was a very pleasant experience. Oh, uh, Emily, you do a great job wow. asking questions. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> okay. Man. Yes. Uh, thank thank you, you guys for listening. If you want to follow our guests on social media, you can follow Nikki D at T-A-O-T-T-O-O-S. It's pronounced Tattoos on Twitter. And you can follow Choice Music at Choice Music LA on Instagram and Twitter. And the YouTube channel is Choice Music. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to us. We are currently on Stitcher and TuneIn. They both have apps on Android and iOS and whatever phone you use. And they also have uh, the website as well. So you can listen to us either on the app or on the actual website um, on Stitcher and TuneIn. We will also be on future platforms as well. So look out for those. I will definitely make sure to let everyone know when we are on those. And you can find everyone also uh, associated with the Believe Podcast Network on Believe.com or at Believe Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and things like that. Please rate the show. Um, let other people know about K-pop, you know, and if you found it interesting, please DM me, um, comment at me. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, um, I guess those are the two for right now, but uh, it's at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L. So it's at Emmy Heidel. And I hope to hear from you soon and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 